New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And good morning, dear ones. Rev Briz with you over here. Rev Z right here. <clears throat> and we're a couple of ministers talking shit. Happens every Friday morning here on the New Thought Media Network. And uh, we're grateful to be with you this week. We're going to start off the show with an easy one today, folks. Now, if this is your first time with us, uh, recognize we like to talk about current events and all kinds of fun stuff that goes on here. But we're going to start with an easy one today. Go Abs! Yay! There's there is going to be a party in Denver tonight. I'm telling you, no matter what you like, no matter whether you follow sports or not, uh, the Colorado Avalanche are up three games to one in their best of four game series with the Tampa Bay Lightning for hockey's Stanley Cup. It The whole series comes back to Denver tonight. And the way the abs have been skating, Kadri's back. I, I don't see how they lose this one tonight down at the ball arena. And, uh, Denver is going to erupt uh, in, in partying and celebration sometime late this evening. Uh, so we're looking forward to that in some ways. I've already seen things on social media say, please don't trash the city. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going. It, if they win tonight, it's going to get live, live, live. Because I think they they moved they moved to Denver. I think it was in ninety. I think I forget when they but they moved the team moved here from Canada and won the Stanley Cup that first year and then they won it again in 2001 and then so now it's been a drought and they are looking to you know celebrate which which you know given all the stuff we have going on around the world everybody needs a little celebration that's for sure to that's to kind of balance out some of the the other stuff we got going on just remember folks if it's connected to sports and it's mostly white people what you'll see tonight is not a riot it's a celebration if this was a bunch of black folk out on the street to protest something it would immediately be a riot that's how yeah. you can tell the difference white yeah. folks it's a celebration black folks it's a riot uh so and uh, and also here in denver i, I said the word riot so you, we got to remember the first pride celebration was a riot uh and denver will be having its celebration and uh their their long-standing pride parade here in denver on sunday morning uh, i and my family will be there i think you might be there as well z there's gonna be a whole ton of new thoughters out on the streets celebrating pride on sunday morning as well so uh okay however our big story today 
and what's probably going to eat up all of our time here today because this is nuanced folks you've heard us on this program for a couple of years now talking about the need to do something in this country when it comes to gun laws and gun regulations uh and uh, oh like wait i can't pass that one up Colorado knows how to make hard ice. <laughs> Thank you, Linda. Um, so uh, we talk about guns and the proliferation of guns in this country and what can we do about it? Well, it seems the government's doing one thing in one department and a whole other thing in another department. Z, help people understand what I'm talking about. Well, I, I'm I'm still trying to get my head around it. You know, the, the Senate passed this bipartisan bill for gun laws, right? Uh, you know, it, it, the numbers were like 65 to 13. It passed with like 15 Republicans, you know, as they say, joining the Democrats to support the measure. <clears throat> However, we've we've been trying to find like a bullet point, not something in a list of words of exactly what is being passed, what is being done. And it's very, for me, it's difficult. Now, you know, um, they, 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 in my opinion, they are attacking or they're making this whole stand about mental illness. Um, and I know we've had some shootings by some, some mentally uh, unstable shooters, but a lot of the shootings in the past have been, it seems to me, about hate. Um, but be that as it may, uh, they got a million dollars for uh, millions of dollars to deal with health, mental health and school safety and crisis intervention programs and incentives um, to, to kind of booster or bolster juvenile court record systems. Um now, and that's a bulk of the bill, and I ain't heard them talk about nothing about guns yet. Then they keep going. Uh, then they say, you know, people between the age of 18 and 20, they have to get a significant change in the background laws and, and how they, you know, to buy one. And they got the so-called boyfriend loophole where somebody buy it and give it away. Um, and again, I still have not seen anything much about controlling the gun. Um, and that's, for me, that's the part that's interesting. Supreme Court knocked down uh, a New York gun law trying to place some restrictions. Mm -hmm. That's the one for me that jumps in here really heavily is we've got, we've got the Senate saying one thing. Okay, they're saying, okay, we want to take some action here. We're not really sure what we want to do, and we're not sure who's going to, you know, support what. So we're just going to throw up some test flags and see what floats, I think, is what the Senate's doing. But the SCOTUS, is, the Supreme Court, um, that Clarence Thomas's ruling and reading and the ruling yesterday really makes it tough for any gun control law, I think, to get passed. Um and the New York governor, uh, Hochul, I think is how you say her name. She's already said, we're just getting started. We're going to appeal this. We're going to come back at this. Uh, we think this is wrong. And it would appear that partisan politics are running amok in our Supreme Court, especially on this issue. Yeah. I mean, this gun control, I mean, you would, you would think 
right? One would think, given what has transpired in the last uh, month in terms of mass shooting, not to mention even now we have more mass shootings than we have days in the year right now. Right. There have been more mass shootings than we've had days transpire in 2022. But yet, when it comes to trying to make um, some laws to prevent or curtail some of this kind of activity, everybody has got all kinds of excuses in my mind, all kinds of rhetoric about why we can't. Like, they still did not ban assault weapons except for military. I mean, I cannot understand. I'm from the South. I grew up hunting and shooting and all of that good stuff. There was never a case that I needed an assault weapon if I'm hunting, ever. So why why are we telling people they need it for hunting? And uh, no, it is it is it is what it's called an assault weapon. It is designed to create maximum damage on people in a in a military conflict. And you know. We, yeah. We're talking about constitution and gun control, and the, and and you know they're talking about militia with muskets, not AK forty seven <laughs> or AR ARs with with, <laughs> with with you know a a a, a 50, 50 clip right cartridge in it. Yep. And again, our dear friend Linda is saying, you know, while inadequate, grateful that Republican and Democratic legislators are actually talking. Um, yes, agree with you there too, Linda. Absolutely agree. It is time that we that these people start talking again. Because I'm pretty sure that's what we paid them to go do is to debate these issues, to discuss these issues, not to stand on par- partisan talking points and ju- and turn a blind eye to the other side. And truthfully to me, right, we got 65 senators that did vote for it. I think the, the count against was actually 33 senators that voted against it. That means there's still a handful that didn't even show up to the vote. Those are the folks we really want to bring into this conversation because for whatever reason, they seem to think that either guns are a good thing or this is just a topic they don't need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, not in the Senate, uh, but in uh, over in the House, uh, the America's favorite gun-toting legislator, Lauren Boebert from here in Colorado, state embarrassment, uh, she... I saw an interesting story yesterday. The owner of the building where her gun-themed restaurant is in Rifle, Colorado, is not renewing her lease. Mm. And they're losing their lease on their building. So so even at the local level, there are people that are saying, hey, enough is enough. We've got to make a change. And that change, here's what we know, folks. The change has to start in a consciousness. Now, the fact that we're having this conversation it at the Senate level means there is a shift that's happening. We can point to a, a willingness to discuss the issue. Uh, we can point to the fact that the consciousness of the collective consciousness, if you will, of America is shifting away from the hard and uh, an unwielding belief that everybody should own at least a couple of guns and that all this extra gun power is necessary. You know, truthfully, if, 
if you need an assault rifle to defend yourself, I'm not sure how much threat you're under unless the other guy has an assault rifle as well. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but, and, and, and I mean, <clears throat> if you're under assault and you need an a, 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 a under attack and you need an assault rifle, right? Uh, I mean, that sounds. That sounds like you've done some real bad things to a lot of bunch of people. Um, <laughs> or it's the zombie apocalypse. Right. <laughs> I I mean, I just, I for the life of me, I just cannot see a case other than a military conflict, and then we can go there as well, right, um, where any individual will need an assault rifle. I mean, the name should give it away. Assault rifle for their personal personal use or whatever. Now, of course, you know, the lines start getting, bl getting blurred if we're talking gun collectors. But even then, you got to prove to me you're a gun collector. You can't just have a bunch of modern a gun collector collects weapons from different ages, you know, uh, different periods of history. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's in that perspective. But just to have a bunch of guns, to me, that to, to me, doesn't mean I'm a gun collector. Right. Yes. I mean, exactly. Uh, and <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting. We've been searching all morning, folks. We can't find the the bill itself here. I can find the House Resolution Bill 124, which is different. And in that, there are carve outs that if it's an antique weapon, if it's on display, if it if it's been made inoperable, because mm -hmm. let's be honest, who wants to get shot by a musket? Um, nobody uh, probably hurts more than a bullet. Uh, and, um, and so in some aspects, it seems like our government's got the right ideas. If you uh, and our friend Tim Stewart's agreeing, right? If you want an assault weapon, it needs to be disabled before headed to the collection. If you have an old antique that you want uh, as a collector's item to hang on your wall to prove that your family fought in the Civil War or prove your family fought in uh, the Revolutionary War. No, I, no problems with any of that, but let's disable these guns. Yeah. Take out the firing pin, take out the take off the trigger, make it so it's inoperable. No, then it's not a gun, right? Then it then it's then it's uh it's art, yes. if you will. Um we can give you that. I'm still on this one, however, that you know humanity survived for eons without guns when it comes to hunting. So let's give everybody with a gun that says they need it to go hunt. Let's give them a bow and let's see if you really got what it takes to make it as a hunter. I'd probably know. I don't think yeah. I could go out, but we've gotten so attached to shoot first and ask questions later. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds because I I don't believe that that this is enough to make a difference. I mean, it looks like the bulk of this bill, a lot of the money in this bill is going towards, you know, support systems, um, which are which which are needed, but it doesn't deal with the the threat of the gun. Um and 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 like like Linda said, I am very much appreciative of the 
of the 15 Republicans who joined the Democrats to um, to get what we have passed. So definitely there's some gratefulness there. And, and hopefully it sets a precedent for us to start looking at issues, not just along party lines, but looking at the issues and the bills and the laws and stuff based on merit, based on what we see happening in the community, what we hear people screaming about. Um, I mean, and when you think about, I, 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 when I when I continue to follow this thing down in Uvalde, Texas, and the and the and the way it was handled by the by the by the law enforcement who had the assault weapons or whatever, and it's just it's like, wait a minute, what is wrong with this picture? Yeah, I can tell you what's wrong with the picture: too many guns. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got guns. That's what's that's really what's wrong with it. And um, and folks, I just found this. So this might take a minute, but if you live, if any of these people are your senators, John Barrasso of Wyoming, Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee, John Boozman of Arkansas, Mike Braun of Indiana, Mike Crapo of Idaho, Ted Cruz. Oh my God, there's that name. Steve Daines of Montana, Deb Fisher from Nebraska, Chuck Grassley in Iowa, Bill Haggerty in Tennessee, Josh Hawley in Missouri, John Hoven in North Dakota, Cindy Smith in Mississippi, Jim Inhofe of Oklahoma, Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, John Kennedy of Louisiana, James Lankford of Oklahoma, Mike Lee of Utah, Cynthia Loomis of, of Wyoming, Roger Marshall of Kansas, Jerry Morin of Kansas, Rand Paul of Kentucky, James Reesh of Idaho, Mike Rounds of South Dakota, Marco Rubio in Florida, Ben Sassy in Nebraska, Rick Scott of Florida, Tim Scott of South Carolina, Richard Shelby of Alabama, Dan Sullivan of Alaska, John Thune of South Dakota, Tommy Tuberville of Alabama, or Roger Wicker of Miss of uh, sorry, Roger Wicker of Mississippi. Your job today is to call your senator. If you live in any of those states, call your senator and leave a message and let them know that we're embarrassed. We're embarrassed that they can't stand up and be a part of this conversation, that, that, that we're embarrassed that they believe we can't have some sort of responsible and, uh, and wise regulations. Thank you again, Linda. Right. Not just well-regulated, wise regulations. The one bill says that the one thing I think the Senate thing says is expanded background checks for 18 to 21-year-olds. Right. So at 22, you don't need a background check. At 20, at 45, you don't need a background check. Uh, we, we need to expand background checks across the board to every purchase of a gun. Yeah, I mean, we <clears throat> we have to, I think, begin to look at um, humanity as a whole in terms of how do we provide protection. We say the Constitution and all this is, is to provide protection for the citizens. Uh, and if that's the case, which it is, then we, we need to look at some of these laws that were written in the time i mean you know, right now we hold that thing sacred and we don't want to change it we don't want to make you know but when we think about when this was written it's like 
the times, the environment, the capacity, everything about a lot of these bills do not apply anymore. Right. Yes. Our founding fathers had a lot of great foresight. And I think, and I still will to this day defend that they had an amazing vision for what America could be. Mm -hmm. I, and I, I cannot believe that what we're experiencing when it comes to gun violence in this country is what they envisioned. Yeah, I mean, I, you think I about just, the you think about the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment was written in 1791, ladies and gentlemen. We're in 2022. A whole plethora of stuff has changed since 1791. <laughs> and that's just looking at just the Second Amendment. I, I, God knows what else has happened on, on, on some of the, the, the background or the information or the, or, the, or the reasoning behind creating it. We have to to, to be fair to everyone and to the lawmakers yeah. who try to stick to this stuff and, and just get wrapped around their fingers, we really have to have, I think, a, a, a panel or whatever to look at these things and say where they can be amended or where they need to be reinterpreted to fit modern day. Yes. So in that vein, let's give another shout out and here's another list of people I want you to call. If any of these are your senators, Mitch McConnell from Kentucky, Roy Blunt from Missouri, Richard Burr of North Carolina, Shelley Moore of West Virginia, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, Susan Collins of Maine, John Corney of Texas, Joni Ernst of Iowa, Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Rob Portman of Ohio, Mitt Romney of Utah, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania, or Todd Young of Indiana, couple names on there that surprised me. But if any of those are in your state and your senators, call them too and congratulate them and yeah. say thank you. Let them know how much, how grateful you are that they're willing to take a stand and willing to be a part of a solution rather than digging their heels. And there's a couple of people in there that are really good at digging in their heels. Mm -hmm. uh, so call those folks too today. Call your senators, whether... Uh, and you know all the senators we've list, listed are the Republicans. All the Democrats already voted for it. You can call your Democratic senator too and say thank you and let them know. I think they do. Uh, but we really want to show appreciation to those Republicans that aren't just following the party line and are willing to enter into this dialogue. I really do hope this bill um, not only passes but is expanded and isn't gutted in the house. Yeah. I really do trust that we are on the road in the first steps. We're going to have to do some stuff at the Supreme court level, uh, because there definitely seems to be some obstruction there. Uh, and the, uh, so let your legislators know where you stand on this and where you'd like to see them take this. Uh, because we could be, and I'm going to say again, I, I'm, I'm staying in that place of trust and faith that we are on the doorstep of creating real and meaningful change 
in how we look at the intersection of mental illness and guns, how we look at the intersection of high capacity assault weapons in, in our society, uh, how we look at uh, youth and uh, younger folks getting their hands on these types of weapons and what we can do. Because here's the thing, folks, this is America. We can do anything we set our minds to. Mm -hmm. And if we really want a, a safe and secure place to live, if we really want to be safe and secure in our society, if we don't want to walk into a supermarket looking over our shoulder or wondering if my church has enough guns at the front door to keep a bad guy away, if we want that, we got to stand up for it. It starts in consciousness, but it also means we've got to do the action. We've got to speak our, our truth. We've got to call and, and be part of the legislative process to make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 um, it, it begs us as a society and as a global system of humanity to be, to, to begin I, a conversation, if you will, of what, is important to everybody. Having a having a gun is not important to everybody. I don't believe. Um, you know, having enough food to eat is important. Having uh, medical care for those who are in need. Having a a, a, a safe place to live uh, are important. And when we look at all of the money and stuff that's spent on these gun control bills and stuff. And then we, you know, we look at, 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 at the living conditions of people in this country and around the world, we could shift some of that money. And, and I would suspect some of the things that people say they need guns for, for hooligans and whatever would go away because a person has a place to stay, place to eat uh, and, and food to eat. I mean, some of these things would alleviate some of the problems that are, are, are being, used as we need protection against the lawlessness of our other citizens um however they got there yeah um again our friend dr tim stewart brings in a good comment the second amendment says well-regulated militia nothing to do with individuals uh and you know, as far as i know the only well-regulated militia we have is the national guard so if you're not a member of the National Guard in America, then you're not a well-regulated militia. Mm -hmm. You might want to think you are. <laughs> you might want to pretend you are, but you're not a well-regulated militia. Yeah, I agree. I don't think the Second Amendment, you know, it, it says the right to, to bear arms, but we're, we're beyond all of that. It, it is an antiquated language it is an antiquated perspective it's a belief system that no longer obviously no longer serves the proliferation of life on this planet mm -hmm. other mm -hmm. countries have been able to enact um comprehensive gun legislation um other countries have been able to outright ban personal possession of weapons and their society didn't fall apart. Their economy didn't fall apart. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. We can do it too. Another a side note, uh, as we as, as we uh, 
people start getting time here. Uh, the Biden administration, this is off, off of that topic for just a minute. Uh, some people are going to love this. Uh, the Biden administration approved or agreed uh, to cancel estimated $6 billion in federal student loans by people who were defrauded by some of these pay for, pay for college um, where, where, where they made all these claims about we're going to, you know, job placement and the ability to transfer your credit to another, uh, uh, you know, establish a reputable college. Uh, and that didn't happen. And so there, there's about $6 billion in federal loan debt, um, you know, for, for, for defrauding an administration that previously approved $25 billion in loan forgiveness for about 1.3 million borrowers. So, you know, I know there's a lot of conversation about this, um, but I think, you know, having two recent grads from college and understanding what that costs and, and understanding that uh, the average college student graduating, if they get a lot of debt, their, 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 their extra money is going to go to do just that, pay off debt. I think the average, they say the average student loan debt after college now is like $50,000. Mm. My first is just going in. So la, 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 la. <laughs> I am paying attention, <laughs> and uh, but I think what we're coming to here, folks, before we do run out of time today, is the federal government is really here to serve the people, and in some corners, in some aspects, it would really appear to me that the federal government is listening. Mm -hmm. The Biden administration is also talking about a federal ga ga uh, gas tax holiday um i don't think that's enough but it's something mm -hmm. the senate is having conversations and and has now passed a bill again needs to go to the house and um but we're having the conversations on gun legislation so we are making progress when it comes to student debt predatory lending and we bailed out the all these big banks because of predatory lending when the housing crisis i'm not sure why we haven't yet bailed out the college kids um who aren't kids anymore most of the people that are going to be affected by a moratorium by a, a forgiveness of student debt are not students and they're not kids they're working families who are trying to make ends meet yep. and and more yep so uh so we're making progress and what that progress points to is that we're changing our minds, we're changing our beliefs, we're changing our thinking around these issues at the grassroots level to begin with. And that's where it has to start. We have to be willing to have conversations with uh, family members who don't believe like we do. We have to be willing to have conversations with the people that fly a flag other than what we might fly next door to us or down the street. Uh, We've had our pride flags out this week and uh, and various other affirmative unifying flags. And we get a lot of great comments from people walking by and we get people to stop and want to talk. And that's what it's about, having conversation, being in dialogue with our neighbors so that we can influence our legislators. So we can have that conversation to say, you know, Senator, I really appreciate your support of this bill. And I'd like to see you supporting this bill as well. 
Um, I'd like you to respond to your text messages when you beg for money. Uh, I'd like you to do whatever it might be so that it's our our beliefs that we want to let and be known. And mm -hmm. doing so on a program like this is one way. Uh, it's not the only way. So yeah. we invite you, number one, share the program, share what we're what we're talking about um, and let your friends, let your neighbors, let your family know you're open to the dialogue and to the conversation. Uh, we're not here to promote a, to a totalitarian state where, you know, this is not Orwell's 84 by any means. And that's not what we're talking about. But we've got to find a way to to make it tougher to get these types of well, again, we know there's no need for an assault weapon. And if you truly feel you need defense, well, let's not make it so easy for you to walk around waving that defense mechanism in everybody's face. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think at the heart of it is we we are beginning to realize more and more that the diversity of this planet from the from the level of the, the soil itself up to its people is necessary for us to have a um, healthy, vibrant environment, which means we have to talk. We have to understand. We have to uh, analyze problems that we are faced and come to solutions that's going to promote life and not death. And, and right now we are so stuck in our separate corners, a lot of us, when no matter whether it's a political, religious, or whatever, everybody has to be uh, open to change. Everybody has to be open to looking at a different perspective on how we come together or live together because we're already together as a as a as a family to support the environment and the life of all. Yes, exactly, folks. We're just about there before we go and before we share our final thoughts today, I want to take a quick minute to say thank you to our sponsors and committed givers. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Ministers Talking Shit in just one minute. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, for your continued support. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta for your monthly contribution. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey for your monthly contribution. And please help us welcome Ohm Center for Spiritual Living in La Mesa, California. Thank you for your monthly donation. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Seattle for your most generous donation. And a special thanks to Hefferlin Foundation for your generous technology grant. And Suze Ajit, thank you for your very generous donation. And a super special thank you to Dr. Tracy Brown, RSCP. Thanks for being a super donor. And a big shout out to all our committed donors.
Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our organizational sponsors and committed donors, each and every one. It goes a long way to making sure we can share this mighty message out across the world and into places it often doesn't reach. So, all right, Z, before we uh, get kicked out of here today, because we do have a full day of programming here on the New Thought Media Network, including, real quick, I want to talk about this, a special event today. Uh, later, 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time, I will be talking with the Reverend Dr. Tim Stewart, Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni, and uh, and I'm sorry, I forget the other guest's name. We're going to be doing a highlight program on the upcoming International New Thought Alliance 107th Congress that's happening in Chicago uh, in the month of July. So uh, if you can tune into that at 1.30 today, it'll be a great program. I'll be back with the good news at 5.30 and Pastor Michael will have, uh, sorry, the good news at five o'clock and Pastor Michael Mangus will have the fireside chat mm -hmm. at six, as well as all of our normal morning broadcasting as well. So before we run out of time, Z, final thoughts. My final thoughts is, and I, I'm going to do it, uh, and that is, Take some time this weekend to pull up that U.S. Constitution with all those amendments and let's read that thing. Let's let's really begin to try to see if we can understand what we're supposed to be doing as a country and governing so that when we speak to it, we can speak intelligently. We can bring up legitimate points so that we can begin to fix some of the things that were not, I don't think they were left out intentionally and they may be in there, but they may need to be re-articulated to fit today's society. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. For me, uh, Z said it right before the break. It's all about whether we're working towards life affirming activities and, and experiences and a belief system or not. And mm -hmm. I'm on the side of, yes, let's make, you know, let's affirm our lives. Let's affirm what we're doing. I will also say, please call a senator today, maybe two. We each have two. A couple of quick phone calls and either say, thank you, congratulations, let's keep going, or say, hey, we need you on board with this. And we need you on board helping the, to create the healing in America uh, and to affirm life. On behalf of the New Thought Media Network, we are a couple of ministers talking shit. Until we see you again, we want to wish you peace and richest blessings. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, Please share our sh** with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.